Hey JD Tribe and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight where it's not just about bubble baths and massages but getting to the heart of what it really means to live your best life against the backdrop of everyday life. What started as a product idea that would allow women to embrace the healing practice of journaling became the Journal Deck Card Deck which eventually spun off to create this podcast. Every week, I interview inspiring and authentic women who are just as likely to meditate as they are to curse, but they are committed to practicing self-care and living their truth. And we're sharing that collective wisdom with you to create your very own self-care lifestyle. This podcast is brought to you by The Journal Deck and our brand new products, the Goddess Edition Journal Deck for all things Divine Feminine and our stunning companion journal. Pre-orders are now open. And if you order any Goddess product by June 22nd, you will also receive a complimentary Grounded Goddess self-care kit valued at $70, which includes a yoga flow, a grounding visualization, and a Divine Feminine Kundalini meditation, both in video and audio formats, for the body, mind, and spirit. This is all to enhance your self-care and your journaling practice. I believe that all of these self-care techniques go together and they are just going to make for a beautiful ritual and self-care practice for you. Again, that gift comes with your purchase when you order any JD Goddess product by June 22nd. I'm your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today we have Cassie Mendoza-Jones. Cassie is the best-selling author of You Are Enough and It's All Good. She is also a kinesiologist, business alignment coach, naturopath, writer, and speaker. She works with women and with entrepreneurs, healers, coaches, and creatives who are driven, devoted, and honoring their dreams and you want to become more powerfully aligned to their bigger vision, clear away perfectionism, procrastination, and overwhelm, and create their own version of a beautiful and aligned business and life. Guys, this week's conversation, I know I say this all the time that I love my guests, but I really do. I have the coolest job, so thank you for letting me do this, and I think that this week's conversation is truly helpful. Cassie was so much fun to talk to. She was so easygoing. As soon as she got on the call, I immediately had that feeling that this was going to be a wonderful call, that we were going to have a wonderful conversation, and it was. It did not disappoint. We talk about some really interesting topics that I know you all are going to dig, such as spiritual bypassing, talking about all things manifestation and living in alignment, And, you know, how do we get out of our own way? How do we manifest things? And what happens if we manifest, you know, something that wasn't what we wanted to happen? Like we got a parking ticket or something happened and we think, why did this happen to me, right? I know if you're like me, you've totally thought that. And then you thought that something was wrong with you. So we're going to talk a little bit about all things, you know, goals and desires and manifesting and living this aligned life, which I know is this really potent word, alignment. And I felt like this whole conversation really focused on that, which is probably because it's really part of Cassie's zone of genius. So we're going to talk that. We're going to talk about non-attachment. And we're going to give you some really clear-cut practical questions Uh, that Cassie gives you to help you get out of your own way. And guys, Cassie is the real deal. She has been featured in international publications such as The Collective Hub and Cosmo, and she's been seen on online websites such as Vogue Australia, Marie Claire, The Daily Guru, and Elle. I know you're going to dig this conversation, So I won't make you wait any longer. And with that, Cassie, your self-care is now in the spotlight. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, indeed. I love talking to you, Aussies. You're so nice to talk to. You're so friendly. <laughs> I'm <laughs> excited you. for this. And you have amazing, uh, amazing books. And I love what you do. I told you that already. I know before we hit record. But you are perfect for this podcast. And I appreciate you getting on um, on your Monday morning to start your day. Uh, Sunday evening, my time. Monday morning, your time. Either way. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to talk about self-care. <laughs> it always is. It always is. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to jump right in here, if you don't mind, because I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> okay, so you are, you do a lot of work with women. You do a lot of coaching. You have these books. I mean, there's there's a lot of juicy stuff there. The first question that comes to my mind that I really want to ask you, because this is like your bread and butter, is... Mm-hmm alignment like what does alignment mean to you let's start there so to me alignment means okay let me tell you what I used to think alignment meant I used to think alignment meant that everything always flowed to you beautifully that you would set an intention do the work whether it was the inner work the outer work and everything would kind of flow in this beautiful little alignment bubble until I felt very out of alignment and I realized that part of part of that feeling was because I was putting so much pressure on myself to be perfectly in alignment. So to me, alignment means doing the inner work, doing the you know, so the outer work and, and what we're calling in. That it, there's an easier flow. We can draw in what we're desiring. We can draw in what we're working on. And as I always say, or something better. But it also doesn't mean that things have to be perfect. So you can have, in air quotes, a bad day and still be in alignment. You can get a parking ticket and still be in alignment. And I think that so often because, you know, we can be so hard on ourselves and we can have such high expectations of ourselves, we have to allow ourselves to really detach from that sense that everything has to be always perfectly in flow or always in flow or always working or always feeling like there's forward movement for us to be in alignment. Being Mm. in alignment means listening to yourself, to your body, to your guidance, making time and space to reconnect and connect to yourself to, you know, obviously there's, there's a huge self care element to being in alignment because you can't, you can't be in alignment if you're not honoring yourself and your body and what you need. And from that space, you can do the work, you can show up, you can speak up, you can allow yourself to be seen and heard, to do the work, to, to you know, create that real energy and that ma- uh, magnetism of what you're calling in, of what you're releasing, of the kinds of people that you want to be surrounding yourself with, the kind of work opportunities and you know, the, the career steps, whatever it is that you're working on. That comes first from being really connected and grounded within, and then you can do the work in equities without, like the external work, but it, it comes from within first. Mm. So I'm going to ask you what I think someone would say to you who is very skeptical of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that role. I'm totally hearing what you're saying. But what if someone says, I understand what you're saying, Cassie, But what about whenever everything feels like it's going, like, what about when it's all going wrong and you feel like you got the flat tire and like this happened and that happened? When do you say this, these are signs that it's not working or this is just a bump in the road? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So yeah, if, if everything feels like it's going to, you know, not well and there's so many things happening and you're like whoa I need to put the brakes on like some things not in alignment some things not in flow that is obviously a huge call to for me that's a huge call to pull back I'll give you a really good example several years ago a friend of a, um, a friend and I were making plans to go for lunch and I was feeling really 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 stressed that day and I knew I had so much work to do I had a deadline I had to hit but then this other part of my brain was like just go for lunch you know enjoy your day don't worry the work can wait and so I went to, to the, meet my friend for lunch and I was feeling so stressed. I was in a higher car because my car had been sideswiped. And I went to park and this guy was trying to take my parking, or so I thought. And so I like reversed in really quickly. But because I was in a car that I wasn't used to and it had this huge like long boot, I smashed this higher car. Mm. And I had to pay $1,000 to get it fixed. Mm. And I was like, whoa, that was so not in alignment with me. And that was... 
I didn't listen to the messages. The message was don't go for lunch because actually you have your own, you know, priorities that you need to work on today. But I forced, I pushed through and I just made myself do something that didn't actually feel good for me that day. So, so for me, if, if things feel like they're all kind of rolling into, like it doesn't feel good, like things are snowballing, for me it's a call to step back, to make some space, to clean up some boundaries, to rest and restore my energy, and to allow myself to step back into my flow. Mm. So the reason I say I give the, the ticket example is because, of course, if you have, like sometimes we can get to a stage, depending on how, where you are with your self-care and, and your... Um, your connection with yourself where we can think that anything that happens in the world that's external to us that is negative is our fault mm-hmm. and that when we have that mindset we stop ourselves from being and feeling in alignment mm-hmm. so we have to understand that things can happen and it's not always a direct reflection of your thought like you didn't necessarily create that parking ticket because you had a negative thought or you you did something wrong that day Mm. sometimes you get a parking ticket because life happens you can still reconnect you can still be in alignment you can still set your goals and work towards them you can still look after yourself you can still you know do everything else that you need to do and I think when we start to think that everything that happens is because we've either done something good or bad we can create so much tension and we can become really rigid and we can become really stuck in our perfectionism and to me that is the opposite of alignment Alignment is flow. It's allowing you you to stay in your flow so things can continue to move towards you and you don't feel like you're reaching or grasping or stressing or straining or hustling. But with that comes you also being human and having good days and bad days. And if you have a bad day, it doesn't mean you're out of your flow. I think what you just said is pure genius. (laughs) Thanks. Seriously, like I think people, I think women – need to hear that and let it sink into their bones because I don't know about you, but I feel that there is this tendency for us to do exactly that, to think everything that we manifested it because it almost seems that way when you listen to certain books and podcasts and readings and articles, sometimes I don't know if you agree, but it can almost sound or seem that way that somehow you manifested the parking ticket. Oh, you're out yeah. of alignment somewhere. So you did something wrong. You had a negative thought. Yeah. I think it can seem that way. And I agree with you that it can feel, we can really take that to our heart and feel like we're being a bad, like a just we're doing a yeah. bad job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so several months ago, I, something happened. I can't, hilariously, I can't remember what the situation was. But I said to my husband, it was, it was something slightly negative. Like there was some stress around it. And I said to my husband, I said, did I, did, did I manifest that with my thoughts? Like I was half joking because I obviously didn't because of what happened. But he, and he laughed and he said, he said, I love you. And he said, you're, you're very powerful, but that would be X-Men level. Like, you, <laughs> he's like, you're, you're not, you're not that like you didn't, do, you didn't make that happen. And I think what happened is because when we talk about uh, setting goals and working towards what we want to create and receive, what happens is we set a goal, we, we open our hearts to that, we, we set intentions, we take action, we move towards it. So we're taking positive steps forward towards our goal, right? So when it does happen for us, Yes, we created that. It's, it's, of course, there's a little bit sometimes of luck and the universe meets us halfway and things can fall, you know, there's synchronicity and, and all of that stuff in alignment. But it is also because you took action forward. Now, on the flip side, if just because you have a negative thought, it doesn't mean you're going to manifest that. The only way you can be sure you'll manifest it is if you have that negative thought consistently so much to the point that you take action in a negative way. Right? Mm. So if you purposefully leave your car in a loading zone on purpose and you know that there's a parking man coming along in, his, well, in Australia, they wear yellow vests and you just can spot them a mile off and you sit there and you watch and you're like, I know I'm going to get a ticket. I know it. I just know it. I, oh, he's there. Oh, he's at my car. Oh, he's riding. Oh God, I got a ticket. Like then you didn't take action to not get the ticket. But you have to know that just because you've had a negative thought, sometimes there's so much fear around it and, and it's, it's not even a bad thing to have the fear. It doesn't mean you're going to make it true just because you thought it. It's what happens next. Do you take action around it? Do you clear the fear? Do you let yourself have the fear anyway and move forward? You have choice in that. And, it, and I think that 
if we constantly think it's not up to us, then we make it not up to us and we don't take action. And then something might happen and we're like, see, I told you I'm powerless. Mm. So we can have, it's okay. Like we're going to have the human negative thoughts. They're going to happen. But instead of thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to manifest something really bad. Mm. But you have, you're saying, I have a choice. I have a choice in how I clear this energy, how I work with this, how I move through this. It, that feels a lot more empowering. Yes. And of course, life happens. Like, you, we can't prevent things from happening. Whenever I, I wrote a blog post a few months ago and it, it resonated so incredibly. And it, I talk about staying in your power versus being in control. Mm-hmm. So we're never in control, but we can always stand in our power and call our power back to us. And from that space, we can take action, we can grow, we can expand, we can integrate and up level. We can always stand in our power. We cannot always slash ever be in control. So you might have a negative thought. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that's going to happen. It doesn't mean you're manifesting that. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong. You're a human and you had a negative thought. Like you're not the only human to have a negative thought. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of it and, you know, of course, you might want to do the opposite of what the fear is telling you. You might want to follow the f- whatever you want to do with it. But you have to stop feeling guilty or, ba- or bad or like you've done something wrong or like it's going to come true. It's better that it's that you've had the thought and then you can be like, where's that coming from? What's the awareness behind that? What does that mean for me? What's actually the fear around that? Like if that were to happen, then what? And if that were to happen, then what? And then, and then, and then you dig deep and you find that core fear and it's usually something that doesn't feel like our subconscious won't go there first. Our subconscious goes to the top level, the surface fear. So look at your fear and, and have a discussion, do some journaling, do sit with med- in a, sit with it in meditation, go for a walk, go to yoga and ask yourself what that fear actually means to you. And now what can you do about it? So it is, it's not worrying about thinking. It's not thinking that if you have a negative fear, you're going to manifest that. Mm-hmm. I love how you said we can stand in our power. That doesn't necessarily mean we have all the control, though, either. But we can still stand in our power. That You can't take that part away. And I find it so interesting that on this, I'll call it like this journey or like this quest for alignment, (laughs) that we ironically enough take ourselves out of alignment by being so hard on ourselves. Yes. You know, we do yeah. that. We do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this book, It's All Good. Yes. Your book, Releasing Expectations, Surrendering to the Bigger Plan, Trusting in Yourself and a Higher Power. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> three things here. <clears throat> yes. Non-attachment, manifestation, and desires is what I want to yes. ask you about. Yeah. I think that people get tripped up about the whole non-attachment, having a desire, manifesting it. I think people get tripped up with all of that. So why do you think non-attachment is such an integral step to what I'll call the art of manifestation? I'm curious what you think about that. Well, because we can't control it. So... So, that, so you have to allow yourself to re- open up to receive, to, you know, you set your goals, you know what you want to work towards, you know what you want to receive. You can't always, and again, this is going to depend on what you're calling in, right? If it's a relationship or a, job, a promotion at work where there's like maybe more of a specific timeline. So it will really depend on what you're working on and what you're calling in. But you have to be really, really committed to allowing yourself to receive that and to what that would mean and to make space to hold that if it does come to fruition in the way you're dreaming and hoping and desiring. But you also have to be completely not attached to it because it might not happen. And so what I found is that I now, when I set a goal or I'm working towards something, I will set a goal, like, you know, I want to align to X, Y, Z. And then I put in brackets or something better. Because the or something better is that it's me saying I'm fully, fully committed to this or however else it's meant to come to me. And I also trust that however else it's meant to come to me is going to be the best way that I would be receiving it, the best outcome, the best, the best version of that reality of what I'm calling in. 
it's something that I might not be able to see. Mm-hmm. So the best example I can give you is my book, It's All Good. So that book came out of a, um, a selection of like online courses that I had created several years before that taught me so much about myself and my business and what I was working on and expectation and releasing attachment and all of that. And actually, It's All Good came out of that, which at times, that program at the end of, well, not at the end of it, but during creating it, during releasing it, felt like a failure to me for several reasons, which I kind of talk about in the book. At that time, 2015, 14, 15, I had no idea that I would go through all of that, everything, the failure, the fear, the highs, the lows, everything, and then actually end up closing the program and writing a book about the experience and Mm -hmm. everything else that comes with you know, releasing attachment, trusting, surrendering, letting go, forgiving yourself, integrating, up-leveling, all of that. I would have had, if you had said to me, Cass, you will release this this website with all these courses, but it won't go the way you think it will, but you'll write your second book with Hay House about it. I'd be like, are you mad? What? How will that happen? <laughs> so see how the awesome thing better was my book. Yeah. And so you have to let yourself say, this is what I'm totally committed to this. And you have to let yourself, give yourself permission to receive it. Give yourself, make space to receive it, whether it's energetic, physical, like physical in your body, physical in your in your house. Like, you know, do you want to bring in, do you want a new living room? I don't know, you know, like new couch and new bookshelf, whatever. Well, declutter the old stuff, prepare to receive the new. You can't receive the new if you have no space to hold it. So, Make space to hold it and then do your best and then say, if it doesn't happen in this way, I trust the awesome thing better. I trust that the universe is meeting me halfway or a quarter or three quarters, but we're <laughs> this work. And whatever comes next is right for me. And even if it doesn't happen, it's also, and I don't mean this in like the Pollyanna way of, you know, everything happens for a reason, if it, even if it's absolutely terrible and like you feel completely out of your depth with everything. I don't mean it as a punishment. Like it's not, it's not everything happens for a reason. You're, you're being punished. It's trust the bigger plan of your life, not your plan, the plan. And you can still show up and, and set intentions and set your goals and work towards them and manifest and receive. But also if you don't manifest what you wanted, it's okay. I feel like I'm soaking in what you said <laughs> right now. I'm processing that in my brain. <laughs> I I really appreciate how you said that of when we are writing because I feel like so many people ask questions about that. How do I set goals? You know, how do I set my intentions, my desires, but not be attached to them and yeah. be open to receiving them? But it, it's like, it seems like it's always tripping people up, as I said. So I love that tidbit that you added. Guys, I would really snag that that idea she said of when you write your goal or your intention your desire you said you know just write or something better I am open to this or something better that I can't even fathom in my human brain as it is right now that there is something else that I might not even be aware of on this physical plane that it might be something even greater that I just can't imagine right now in the space that I'm in exactly and, and you can do this by thinking back through your life at times to times where you've you've wanted to work towards something and it's turned out so differently to expect it. And, and even if it happened, even if initially when the, when it happened, you're like, this isn't what I wanted. Why has this come up for me? You can see with hindsight that it was for your betterment. Like it was, there was a purpose to it. And I think what you said before, you know, we get so tripped up. So many people get so tripped up at this point. It's because we're trying to control it and it's because we think that the, the one version we have thought of is the only and the best. And there's always a third option that we haven't thought of, a fourth option, a fifth option. We're not going to be left, you know, hanging. We're not going to be left high and dry without, without this, this next step. And so it's trusting yourself and trusting the greater, as I said, the greater plan and trusting things might not go to your plan or in your timing. But if you are showing up with integrity, if, you, if you're showing up and you know what you're working towards, if you're doing this within inflow, in alignment, with standing in your absolute power, with confidence in who you are and what you're 
working towards and confidence in your voice and anchoring into that how can how can you go wrong like even if what comes to you like whoa I did not expect that you have to let yourself trust that and trust yourself and also trust that you're always you will beautifully manage what comes up for you like you've in 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 so many ways you've done this before and so you can do it again Mm. speaking of trust with a capital T yeah my friend said something the other day to me that it really got me thinking and it's something I've thought about before so I'm curious what your thoughts are on this yeah she basically posed the question that in this I'll call it this like new age community that we're in this self-help personal growth community that's really really robust right now yeah do you think that we place too much emphasis on trusting in the universe or a higher power and that we don't trust ourselves enough like that we that we are always like I will be taken care of I trust in the universe and yet we don't necessarily have the trust in ourselves that we are capable of doing it uh, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think it will depend on the person. And so <clears throat> I can't remember where I initially heard this phrase, but have you heard of the phrase spiritual bypass? Yes. Okay. So if, we, if we're going into spiritual bypass, where we're like, the reason I got a parking ticket is has nothing to do with the fact that I parked in a loading zone. It's beca- And we just p- totally place it into the spiritual realm. And we don't actually also allow ourselves to be grounded in reality. And, and we can be both. And for me, I, I'm very both. I'm very pragmatic and I'm very spiritual. And I love having, it's like, I don't even feel like it's a foot in each world because I'm just fully in both, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fully practical and pragmatic and also fully spiritual. That, that sounded silly, but you know what I mean? Like you can be both. And I think if we only look at the spiritual side and think, you know, the universe will completely take care of me, even if I don't go to work or pay my bills or brush my teeth or go to the dentist once a year, like whatever it is, then, then we're putting too much of our, of everything into the universe, into another, we're not taking responsibility for our lives and ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it will depend on the person and what they're going through. But I don't think that as like an, in echoes as a rule, but in the spiritual world, we put too much. I think it will depend on the person because right. you can also be really deeply trusting and know you are deeply supported and still take action yes. be deeply supported and still clear your blocks and be deeply supported and still ask for the raise go for the promotion upsell you know you know go speak at a conference like you can do both and I think if you start to do too much of, of if you stop feeling supported then you can kind of go into hustle mode where you'd feel like it's completely up to you and you don't feel supported and you can start overthinking things and feel very in your head. And if you go too into, you know, the spiritual side, then you stop, then you can sometimes not take action or not. Right. Yeah. Do the, do the practical side of life as well. Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it. And I think for listeners, it's kind of to ask yourself that question of, you know, if you are in that place where, you know, do you feel like you're, you don't trust in your own abilities, that you don't feel like you are enough, then you might want to read Cassie's book, You Are Enough. <laughs> but, um, plug. <laughs> plug, that was just came in my brain. Um, <laughs> but really, like, if you don't, if you, I think that, that is if you never feel like you are good enough or, like, that you have the, the capability, the talent, the gifts to be able to do something and you're also always just, like, you have that spiritual side, but you do not feel good enough or capable. Yeah. You are not going to be able to manifest what you desire for yourself. Yeah. There's or going you'll to call be it a in and then you'll let it go. Like you'll call it yeah. in and then you might sabotage or right. Yeah. Because you don't feel like you're worthy of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something important to look at. I yeah, I like that. And I, I agree with you that you can absolutely have that beautiful paradox of like having both at the same exact time. Like you said, it's not, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but it's really, um, I think it comes over time and as your journey, uh, gets more mature and all those things that you, you know, your spiritual journey that you can really have really strong trust and faith in yourself and you know, your gifts and take action, but yet you also feel highly supported and loved and cared for by the higher power. I, I agree yes. with you. You can have 
both for sure. And that is also when we are, when we really trust, it's funny, you have to trust in that, like, yeah, trust yourself, trust the universe, but also trust that you can trust both, that if you get, and so when we can do that, then we're really deeply in flow and alignment, because we know that it's not just up to us, and it's not just up to the universe. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful co-collaboration. Yeah, exactly. It's all trust. There's yeah. so much trust. It is like, yeah. it's like trust laid on like peanut butter, like so thick. <laughs> I love peanut butter, so that's what came to my brain when I I, I, I vibe with that analogy. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of when I thought of something really thick. <laughs> okay, so I am going to directly quote you here on this one. Okay. This is this is all you. This was from your Instagram, actually. <clears throat> okay. And you said, "Do you know what I find exhausting lately? The thought of playing small, of hiding, of yielding, of not showing up." out of fear of what other people might think of me. I know we've all been there, and I know that so many of us are now feeling the call to leave that old version of ourselves behind, the version who worries, who wonders what will happen if one day, one day when we're bigger, bolder, more confident, we're able to step up, what will happen then? What would happen if you brought one day forward to today? What would happen if today was the day you stopped yielding, squashing down dreams and desires that might seem lofty to others? But to you, they feel like the only way forward. Boom. (laughs) So how do we get out of our own way, Cassie? Yes. So that came up because I, it's a recent point, like in the last few weeks, months, that post, because I was, I was in this space where I was like, you know what? I, okay, let me give you a little bit of a backstory. I started my business in, when was it, 2011, and I started as a nutritionist. I just left uh, the, the fashion and beauty industry. I was a hair and makeup artist for several years. I started as a nutritionist. I added in naturopathy, so herbal medicine. I added in kinesiology. And as soon as I added in kinesiology, which I should say in the States is different to how we practice, well, to kind of how we practice and what we call it here. Here it's much more, in the States it's much more chiropractic. And here, it still comes from Cairo, but it's much more energetic and, and energy balancing and mindset work and breaking old thought patterns and clearing old subconscious stresses from the body. So as soon as I added that in, my business boomed and I really started to shift my work from the very physical, you know, naturopathy, nutrition work to energetic, mind, body, um, personal development, that kind of work. And my clientele shifted as well. And I started to work with much more, most of my clients then were um, entrepreneurs, healers, coaches, creatives, and that was kind of my work. And that's how it's been for the last maybe, you know, four years. But there was this time in that real shift where I started to get really worried about that I was being judged by people who thought I was still a naturopath or people who were like, you know, how's the nutrition business? And then I'd say, well, actually, I'm a business alignment coach and an author. And they're like, how do, how do you do business alignment work? And how do you, and I only work over Zoom. So like, and how do you not do this in person? And what do you mean you write personal development? You're not a psychologist. And people would say stuff to me and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not taking any of this on from other people. And it happens not, it didn't happen in that same way in the last kind of six months, but there was something that I was doing in my business that was really allowing me to step up. It was in my own thoughts, in my own work in projects I was working on. And some of those old thoughts start to, started to come back. And I was like, I need to clear this because the truth is we can worry about what people are thinking of us, but the truth is we're usually making up story. We're making up stories about what people are thinking about us and we can't know what they're thinking unless they come out and tell us. And if they actually are telling us what they're thinking, if it's not said with love, we don't need to take it on. It's usually their own. We've triggered something within them or they're just having a bad day or whatever it is. So I wrote this post and I ran this webinar called Aligned and Unstoppable. And it's about clearing out the old story not worrying about what people are thinking of you and not saying that out of like feeling distressed or feeling arrogant and like shoving people aside. It's just allowing yourself to call your energy and your power back to you so you do it lights you up in your own way, knowing that that is going to support the people around you because you'll be living in truth and you'll be living in power and you'll be creating this sense of freedom for yourself, freedom of expression, freedom of whatever else you want freedom around and also feeling really, really confident in who you are and in your voice 
and in your energy and in your power. And so that was that, that's what that post was because I was writing something that was calling back all that old stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, yes, we have to stop thinking that we have to stop playing small for the stories that we're making up about other people, what we think other people are thinking about us. Cause we have no idea and we can't let that stop us from standing in our power, stepping up and becoming truly aligned and unstoppable. So how do we, how do we get out of the way? Like if we're in our own way half of the time, mm. which I think is mm. in my experience, I know that I've been in my way and I have physically, I have felt myself. I don't know about you, but I have, I've literally felt my own self be in my way. Right. Where I'm like, Alyssa, girl, you need to. <laughs> so what's, okay. I'll tell you what I do when I'm with a client who's, who's in that space. Yeah. What are some steps here? For people who were like struggling with this. Yeah. We set a goal for how you want to be feeling. So, okay. Can you give me an example? Tell me how you, if you were feeling in your own way, tell me how you'd prefer to be feeling. Okay. Me personally. Um, I think I would say, um, abundant and how I would prefer to feel abundant in not just financially, but just like as an overall state of being abundant. And then what would that mean for you? If you felt more abundant, what would be true for you? What would feel easier for you? What would be next? What would be true for me? Um, or another way to think about what would change for you if you felt truly deeply anchored in your abundance? Mm, okay, that, that makes more sense. Um, if I truly felt abundant, then what would change is I would stop... Oh gosh, I would, I feel like it's almost hard to put into words. I feel like what would change is that there would be this heaviness that would lift off of my work and my, my body and just my life. Like, I feel like there is something that is physically heavy that I can feel. And I think it is, a. I think it is enoughness. I think I would feel like enough is what it is. So, so see how, and then, I mean, we won't go deeper because it could get more personal that you might not want all the listeners to listen to, but then you can <laughs> ask yourself, why don't I feel like I'm enough? What's stopping me from feeling like I'm enough? How do I want to feel? Okay. I want to feel enough. What would change if I truly, truly felt enough? I would do this. And then what would happen? I would do this. And then what would happen? I would do this. And what would that mean for you? That would mean that I would do this. And what would that mean? And you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into What's the fear around that? What would happen if that were true? What would happen if that, um, and if that were true, then what would happen? And you keep, not to use like the onion analogy, but you keep peeling back to find out what is that core stress or fear or negative belief around, and you can go either way. You can look at like, what's the, what's negative around this? Like, why am I not letting myself feel enough? Um, and you can go positive and you can do both. So we just kind of went more positive. We were like, well, how would you feel if you're abundant? Well, I'd feel lighter. And then what would happen? Well, then I would feel like I'm enough. And what would you do then? Well, then I would take out, and then you kind of work out what you, you would do then. Mm-hmm. And then you can work from that space. So you can say, okay, I'm going, you get deeper and deeper and you work out where you would be, what you'd be doing, how you'd be thinking, feeling, acting, you know, opening to receive when you truly, truly felt enough. And then you anchor into that. And you do some journaling around that. You, what, however you clear your energy, right? So for me, with, with myself and with in client sessions, we do energetic work. We do kinesiology. We find what acupressure points need to be held, what essences to take, what we might do a card reading. There might be a pattern to break. There might be a program to break. There might be a chakra block to look at and things to discuss around that. You could do EFT, tapping around that. However you clear your energy, however you come back to yourself and clear stress from, your, from all your bodies, then like mental, physical, emotional, uh, spiritual, then you can do that. And then you can open up to receive that when you know what you're anchoring into. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that, that the, the surface level is I'm in my own way. Okay. But what does that mean? And that's how you, so you find out how the stress that you're feeling, change it. Say, how do I want to be feeling and, and make it um, positive and present. So you'd say, I am abundant. I anchor into my abundance. I allow myself to be abundant. And you can write a few goals. We don't want to say goals that are negative uh, or future. So we don't say, I don't feel fear, because we've just said don't and fear in one goal. So we say, okay, what would it mean for you to not feel fear? Well, I'd feel calm and fully expressed. So that's how we would say that. And we don't want to say, I will one day 
maybe potentially feel calm and feel fully expressed. We say, I am that now. This is what I'm calling in. This is what I'm holding and embodying now. And then how would you act and feel and be? And that's how you clear. There's one way of how you clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, stress, you know, negative energy. You're not judging yourself for having the fear or for feeling negative because then you're just, you know, rubbing salt in the wound. You're just saying, what would be next if I cleared all of this away? And then you clear it and then you can step into what's next for you. So I can give you homework, like personal homework. Do some more journaling on what we just said or however else you want to tap into it and and then clear it of what would truly happen when you felt lighter and you felt enough, then what would happen? And how can you clear the not enoughness? Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, you know, I, we know I love journaling. That's a given. Yes. Hello. So that's your, <laughs> that's your homework from me. Again, yes. you probably didn't expect homework, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Yes. I think it's so funny when people turn the question on me and I, I, I yeah. get you know, if you ever had that happen where you're like, oh, and you just sit with it. Um, yeah. I actually had this huge, um, had this huge aha moment the other day where I realized that I'm really good at being a beginner. Oh, that's amazing. And so I had this thought, oh, I'm a really good beginner. Therefore, I think what how I'm holding myself back is I keep thinking I'm so good at being a beginner I know how to I I'm a I'm also a fire sign so I'm very good at like a catalyst like I'm very good at getting something going Mm-hmm. I'm very good at that I am like your hype woman I am like I know all those steps I know all the things so for me I was I had that aha once I started asking some questions to myself like you just did I thought oh wait a minute maybe this is a part of it is that that's why I'm getting in my own way because I'm not letting myself move beyond the beginner yeah because that's what I know I'm really good at. Even when I work yeah. with other women, I'm very good at working with women who were just starting their businesses. Like that's a, a, very much a zone of genius for me. Yeah. But now it's like allowing myself to move beyond that in something even bigger and better that's beyond the beginner mindset. Uh, does that make yeah. sense? Totally. So you could do some journaling around what would it mean for me to complete things and to finish and what would it mean for me to go to the next level? Like what's beyond beginner? And you can, the beauty is that you can still be an amazing starter. It like be, being a good finisher doesn't mean you're a bad starter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's so much beauty because there's so many people who find it so hard to be a beginner, like to have that beginner mindset, but they can be so hard on themselves or they think so much about it that they don't actually start. Right. Right, and so, that's never been my problem. I'm like the yeah. opposite. So I love that yeah. you just said that just because I can move to the next level doesn't negate the fact that I'm really good at getting shit started. <laughs> yeah. And also that can still be your niche. Like you can still be amazing at coaching women who are just starting. It doesn't mean you have to only just start. Like you can also be the most expert level like go from start to finish continuously and you know but also be amazing at coaching women who are starting Mm -hmm. you're so right cassie you're so right (laughs) thank you for that reflection yeah thank you for that okay um whoo okay like (laughs) take a moment um all right let me see here okay i'm really like curious on this whole idea of um this idea of in creativity you know we're talking about when you're starting something right that has a lot to do with creativity yeah what are your thoughts on the idea that like pursuing your creativity um that it doesn't have to be like hard um I know some people will say this is my well, favorite topic so yes sorry yeah <laughs> like where people <laughs> that's great some people will be like you know it shouldn't be hard like you shouldn't have to try really hard you know yeah. kind of what we were talking about alignment versus like struggle or whatever yes okay, so just go I know this is your jam now okay. you just said it so what do you so, tell me what you think <laughs> okay uh, so the same way you know you just said you're like I'm so good at starting at, at being a beginner I also I love starting projects books things and I'm really good at moving through have you seen that that um, that graphic on social media? It's one of my favorite, and it says, it says not to I, I what is it? It's like creativity is this is great. This is not great. This is shit. I am shit. Everything. <laughs> this is great. So it's that cycle of, of 
of what our mind does yep. when we start something and we're like, I'm on top of the world, I'm so powerful, this is going to be amazing. And then we're like, oh my God, I hate this, I hate myself, I hate everything, what am I doing? And then we come out of it and we're like, oh, that was amazing, I'm doing it again. So for me, I have always been a creative human. I come from a family of of entrepreneurs and creatives. So it, like my mom is an interior designer, my sister's an interior architect, my other sister studied graphic design, my dad's a jeweler and he designs jewelry. My auntie is a Jungian therapist and she does art therapy. Like there's just art everywhere all over my life. And I and so for me, I've never had a fear of coloring outside the lines or just showing up and making a mess. And I love pottery, art, like painting, everything. And I remember when I was really little, I was was and I now am a recovering perfectionist but I was a super super perfectionist even in year five in kindergarten right so I remember I was coloring and I colored outside the turtle and I got so upset and I went to my teacher and I asked for a new sheet and she wouldn't give it to me and I went home and I told my mom and my mom was like don't worry that you went outside the lines why don't you draw a flower on the turtle shell where you went outside the lines so I drew all these beautiful flowers on the turtle shell so for me, from a very young age, my first memory of being creative is I'm just going to do it. Oh, God, I made a mistake. Okay, but I'm just going to run with that mistake. And my mom actually took away my erasers, like my rubbers, when I was really little for a while so that I couldn't rub out my mistake and I had to just roll with it and make it beautiful and just make it good. Mm. So for me, trusting myself and my creativity and however it comes out is how I do my best work. And if you need help with, okay, one of the best books I ever read was is Die Empty by Todd Henry. And when I first heard this book title, I was like, this sounds terrible. I don't want to read this book. And then I read it and I was like, oh my God, I have to die empty. And it's about emptying yourself of your best work every day so that you don't have your best work inside of you. Right. So it's, it's going to be messy. Like it's okay to be messy. It's just about, it's just, doing it like do your best work don't don't overcomplicate it don't worry about what people are thinking of it show up and do this work that you know you have to do because you have to create it and release your art and release your work whether it's writing painting speaking whether it's just for yourself you're writing short stories or you have your own way of being creative in your corporate role and you just do whatever you need to do to be creative and especially if you run your own business there are limitless ways that you can do that and how you can show up and the thing for me is creativity is is part of my self-care like I if I didn't create and release work or just be creative and being creative can be in how you cook in how you create little spaces for yourself in your home in how you like maybe you buy I've got beautiful I love my plants and the way I I buy pots and plants and put them around my house that to me is how I'm being creative it's like what are you creating in your life and how are you honoring that side of you that side that makes and wants to make and so to me I'm healthier when I create and when I create like it's this beautiful cycle so I have to be healthy to create well like I really I say this with love but I don't vibe when people are like I'm in my creative cave and I haven't brushed my teeth or showered for a week. Because I'm <laughs> my and I'm like, really, are you writing good work if you don't feel good in your body? Because I don't. Like, when I sit down and I write my books, I go for a walk or I go to yoga before. I get a coffee. I, I, you know, I might be wearing workout, like, yoga pants, but I feel good in what I'm wearing. And I put some makeup on. Sometimes I put on, like, red lipstick if I'm at home by myself like I eat well I get sunshine I see my friends and my family and my hobby like I do things that make me feel good and then I create better mm-hmm. and then when I create better I feel better so I do more good things for myself so it's a beautiful cycle mm, I, I agree with you I, I get what you I get what you mean about people that say that um that they just kind of and I, you know what I'll be honest there have been days where I can see a difference when I do actually really really um, revel in taking care of myself during the creation pot process versus when I'm not really taking my care of myself during the creative process. Yeah. I can see a major difference in the output. Huge. There's, there's this amazing book by, called Spark by John Ratey. He's a doctor. And the book is about how exercise affects our brain. And he says exercise uh, is um, – physical fitness is a side effect of of exercise for what it does in terms of your brain and your mental health 
And if you read this book, you'll be like, oh my God, I have to exercise. I have to move my body mm-hmm. so that I feel calmer and more connected and more focused and happier and and my hormones are balanced. And everything that comes from a healthy brain comes from, like in terms of the, the research and the studies in this. So I always start my creative days with exercise because I think better, I focus for longer. It's, it's, it's great. And then part of that is eating well and trusting yourself. And it takes practice. Like, sit down and create and don't worry. And I'm not saying this as if I'm like perfect. I still, the other day I bought watercolor paper and watercolors and the first few things I tried to make looked so terrible. I was like, this is, I have to get myself to a watercolor class. Like this is shocking. So it's not always great and perfect and the outcome isn't always what you think, but you, you do it for the fun of it too. And to, as I said in the, in the Todd Henry's book, to empty yourself of your best work every day. Mm, I love that. Empty yourself of your best work. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I have two more questions for you here. Yes. So this podcast, it was born out of the journal deck. Yeah. And I want to know, do you have a journaling practice, which I'm pretty sure that you do based on everything that you just told me? Yes. And if so, can you kind of tell me, like, what does that look and feel like for you? Yes. So I have... I do definitely, and I've had. I started journaling when I was twelve years old, and but but my practice is, it's not necessarily a daily practice. It's just when I need it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like it happens every week, but I don't have a set time per day. I don't necessarily do it every day. What what I do do every day is I pull an oracle card or two and in my daily planner I write down the card and anything that came to me about the card for that day which is I guess like a very mini journaling practice but when I do a a proper journal session it's a really big session like it's Mm -hmm. letting everything out but the other thing I do that could kind of uh, relate to this is I often do a kinesiology balance on myself which in some way is like a journaling session in my own way. So I will write out how I'm feeling, what, how do I prefer to, what would I prefer to be feeling, and then what blocks are coming up so I muscle test myself and receive guidance. What do I need to, to, shift, to shift this stress, to clear this block, to repattern this old pattern and this negative thought? And then what do I need to do? So it's like in doing that balance, that energy balance on myself, it is a journaling session. It's just done in a different way. So I have several ways that I have that practice. But for me, self-care is, is what you need most in the moment. So for me, journaling is what I need most in the moment. Is it a long, like, five, ten-page journal sesh? Or is it just pulling a card and writing out what that means for me for today? Right. I love hearing how other people do their journaling. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a personal... How do you personal... do it? Can I ask? Yeah, you can ask. <laughs> you can turn the spotlight on me. <laughs> How I do it is, for me, a lot of people expect me to say that I journal all the time because I created the journal deck. Yes. And I don't. I do not journal every single day. I journal when I really feel like I feel called to journal. And it's it's one of those things where I'm always kind of asking myself, like, okay, especially in the mornings. I'm a, if I journal, it's in the morning. Yes. And I will just kind of ask myself, um, okay, what do, what do I need this morning? Do I need to read? Do I need to pull cards? Do I need to meditate? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to journal? Do I need to do a combination of those things? And then I go from there. So if that, if that morning it's my, my, my body, my mind, my spirit is telling me to journal, then I will journal. If it's telling me to pull an oracle card and then write about that, then I will do that. That's how I came up with the journal deck idea was because I used to pull – oracle cards and then write about it and I got the idea then for the journal deck um so that's kind of how that all came to be because that is similar to you a part of how I would journal was with oracle cards so for me that's a part of how I journal it's always in the morning it's by no means like I have to do it every single day I don't should on it and for me it it came to me in a time of great healing when my heart was utterly broken was when I actually first turned to journal journaling. I've not been a journaler my entire life. Like some folks who have bought the journal deck are lifers. They love journaling. They've been doing it since they were like 10. For me, it wasn't that. That wasn't my story. It came to me when I was in major heartbreak and I needed a space that was mine that I could heal and write everything that was in my heart. 
so that's when it came to me was also in a place of great a great need for healing yeah and I think it's so it's so important to not have shoulds around self-care in general and then also around journaling because you just need to trust that what comes up to you that whatever you need to do next you'll know like it'll come to you and then you can honor that Mm -hmm. and I think when you feel like, and I guess it depends because there are some people who love to journal every day for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but that to me has never been how I, how I, like, I would rather it just come that when I need to do it, I just go for as long as I want, get everything out. And then if I need to go again the next day and journal more, I do. Right. But I just honor what I need each day. Right. And that's exactly why even we tell people with the journal deck, you don't have yes. to pull this every single day. Yeah. Maybe it's a weekly ritual. That you do yeah. this, you know, pull it whenever you feel like I really need to pull a card. Like, I feel like I need to do it. I need to write. Great. Yeah. Pull a card. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, girl. Last question. The question yeah. that we ask everyone, which you kind of already answered, but. Yes. What does self-care mean to you? Yes. So, yes, I'm going to re-quote myself. Sorry. But I, to me, self, self-care is asking yourself what you need in each moment in the moment and then honoring that mm-hmm. so it might like for me last week it, that actually meant skipping yoga to to go for a quick walk around the block come home and and make tea and just chill and so if I had been stuck in should I'd be like well I should go to yoga like yoga is in air quotes better than going for a walk around the block and coming home to drink tea <laughs> but that's what I needed in that time and I ended up doing a little meditation and I felt so lovely and great. So it's just honoring what you need without the self-judgment, without the story, without the perfectionism. Yes. And letting yourself enjoy that. And I think that just brought us full circle because stop shooting on your self-care practice, yeah. which is yep. just going to take you out of the alignment which you seek. Totally. It's like going for a massage and then being stressed and like rigid the whole time. Like just relax and enjoy it. Mm, I loved this conversation. Me too. Oh. Okay, Cassie. So please tell everyone, where can they find you? What's going on in your life? Tell us. Sure. So on Instagram, I'm at Cassie Mendoza Jones, all one long word. And my website also, CassieMendozaJones.com. What am I doing right now? I'm actually writing my third book, which I haven't like fully announced publicly yet, but that'll be out 2019, I think. Um, and it's kind of what we've said here in terms of the creativity and honoring yourself and, and following your own light, your own way and your own gifts. So that's what I'm working on now and a few other little projects that have popped up. Oh boy, drop the yeah. mic. Yeah. <laughs> that's so exciting. How cool yeah. is it to call yourself an author? That's got to be cool. It is, it is very, very cool. I do love it. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. Uh, beautiful accomplishment truly truly keep being you thank you so much for this conversation i think that people are going to get so many golden nuggets out of this so thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me i loved chatting with you and i feel so honored to be on your podcast so thank you thank you babe all right friends first things first Thanks for dealing with the torrential rainstorm that we had in the background if you heard a lot of rain later on in the episode. It was so loud and I tried my best to get away from the window, but it was pretty intense. And second, on a more serious note, we've come to the point where I turn it over to you. As soon as I got on the phone with Cassie, I knew that we were going to have an amazing conversation. And I so appreciated this talk on all things alignment. It is one of those buzzwords like self-care, and yet it means so much to so many of us. And I think that's because we can feel the truth in the statement, you are meant to live your best life. And living your best life means living in alignment with the truth of who you are. We complicate purpose with a capital P, but I think living your purpose and living in alignment, living your truth, whatever you want to call it, is simply about bringing you forward 100%. And the journey is all about figuring out what being you means. 
I hope you'll use Cassie's practical questions and wisdom to get out of your own way and commit to aligned living. You'll find this week's show notes at thejournaldeck.com forward slash episode 60. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by our brand new Goddess Edition Journal Deck and Companion Journal. And do not forget, guys, that when you snag any Goddess product by June 22nd, you will also receive the $70 value Grounded Goddess Self-Care Kit for free. You can shop now by clicking the link in our show notes or head to thejournaldeck.com forward slash shop. As always, your love and attention seriously means the world to me. If this episode resonated with you, then I would love for you to share it with someone else or even leave us a review on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Alyssa Cousins, signing off for The Journal Deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.